This is your host Shane with Mountain Crypto. Today we're going to talk about central banks getting in on Bitcoin. Uh, Maybe you have, maybe you have not heard the news, but there is a central bank, the very first one confirmed, that is all in on Bitcoin. And this could be potentially very bad news, actually. But uh, we'll go over the bad news part of it, and then we'll go over the positive side of it, and we'll look at what and who is actually dealing with Bitcoin, because this is all relevant to the price of Bitcoin, whether it uh, goes through a dark a dark period, a down market for a while based on this, or whether it uh, doesn't really do much and continues to move upwards as we all have expected uh, up until this point. So, First of all, my disclaimer, this is not financial advice. It's not advice of any kind. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. You are responsible for you. Okay? So let's move ahead. Iran is that country that has just announced that they are uh, going in on Bitcoin. Okay? Now, we know there's probably a lot of other countries that are all in on Bitcoin. So... I'm going to make a statement. You may or may not think it's political, but I think it's factual based on history. Countries, political rulers that are not freedom friendly, okay? They're more socialist, they're more dictator, they're more communist. Typically, when the leaders speak to the people and they tell the people, you can't do this, you can't do that, that's exactly what they're doing, okay? Just like uh, they'll say, you guys are doing this, you guys are doing that, you're bad, you're this, you're that. That's usually what they're doing, okay? So countries that are saying, oh, you can't have Bitcoin, you shouldn't touch it, who are they? Okay, the biggest ones have been China, right? Russia, and um, Argentina, okay? So we know... For sure, China's in on cryptocurrency. They're allowing mining. They've opened up cryptocurrency um, for some people, not for the general public. They're creating their own kind of Bitcoin. So now people can own Bitcoin, but it's not really Bitcoin. It's Chinese Bitcoin, (laughs) right? Russia, they're allowing mining. China's allowing mining. Argentina, they don't want their people to use Bitcoin, but uh, the people are using it. And... um, my guess is is that, you know, the government there has got some, at least a measure of it. Okay? That's speculation. I don't have any proof for that, but, uh, for Argentina, but Iran, same thing. You know, they didn't want to take Bitcoin, didn't want to take it. Now they're taking it because, of course, they want to they sell oil. And they're looking for a way around the U.S. dollar. So let's address that issue um, really quickly. Um... How would the U.S. deal with that? Because you know they don't want... By the way, the U.S. is working on a cryptocurrency of their own, too. So, um, And we'll talk about what implications that could, may or may not have for Bitcoin. And us having the right to have it. So, so the first thing is, is Iran wants to sell their oil. They want money. They're going to take Bitcoin, right? So... How will the U.S. deal with that? 
I think what they will do, and this is just speculation, they're going to have to control Bitcoin somehow, okay? Now, people who keep Bitcoin in custody, a lot of them like to buy the Bitcoin that's freshly minted because they can track the movement of Bitcoin. It's an open ledger. You can see how much, um, what time, you know, information. You can see addresses of wallets, just the public address. You can't see the private address. And there are tracking devices. There's tracking services that are watching that. And they are doing analysis. That's why we know when whales move a lot of Bitcoin. We can see that. We can see that on the ledger. We can see a big chunk of them move from one wallet to the other. Some of these wallets are identified. The bigger ones are identified to exchanges. Uh, or maybe potentially certain people. Okay, They might have been identified... Um, even though people use VPNs, which kind of disguise the IP address, so they don't really know what country they came from, um, a lot of wallets have been identified what country that they're probably from. Okay, So this tracking is being done. Now, the United States government has a huge tracking, the NSA. They track every single bit of information, every single phone call that is on the Internet, that is on every single phone. They track it all. They have all that information, and they've stored every bit of that data. And they still have it, every bit of it, since the beginning of being able to track it, okay? Trust me, they're doing the same thing with these cryptocurrencies. They're tracking every bit of it. So they may not catch you right away if you do something dishonest or something illegal, but they will catch you. They will catch you eventually. I guarantee it, okay? So I have always stood up and said, hey, don't deal with with countries that are, you know, making America upset, right? I stay away from China. I stay away from Chinese coins for the most part. I've invested in and out of a few of them, but I do it on reputable exchanges. Um, I only recommend if you are going to use a DEX to track it and report it. Don't try to hide it. They will find you. So that's one way. They can track the movement of these coins. They can identify a lot of these wallets. They can keep the information forever until they do identify it. Okay? And they can track a particular Bitcoin. So you don't want to obtain a Bitcoin or send a Bitcoin to these sources. Okay, that would be a bad idea. So I would just say Dexters, Dex are probably going to be targeted for Bitcoin that's been used for illicit reasons, are probably going to be absorbing some of that. And I would not want to be a direct recipient of a Bitcoin that came from some you know, illegal activity, okay? Especially as we see the way things are progressing. So I would recommend buying off a reputable exchange, okay? I just do. You do what you want, but that's what I recommend. I I can see the writing on the wall, guys. Um, you know, I'm not Nostradamus or anything, but this is what we know. 
this is what we have to work with. Okay. Now, the other thing they can do is, I've kind of touched on it, is they could restrict the buying and selling of Bitcoin only to reputable licensed exchanges. So we already saw this. Binance had uh, their exchange, and all of a sudden, they would not allow U.S. residents to deal on their exchange. Okay? So they created a separate one, and that one is going to allow the United States government to completely monitor. They have KYC, everything else. The first one had KYC, by the way. I was on the first one. But now they can monitor every single bit of it. It's a U.S. Binance. If you're in U.S., that's the only exchange you can use. You can't use their other one. Okay? So this is what will happen. There will be laws that say um, you cannot buy the individual. Back in 2019, there was a video that played around. Ivan's played it recently where a man's sitting in front of... um, the Senate or Congress, and he's explaining why Bitcoin needs to be outlawed, why the United States government needs to outlaw Bitcoin, okay? Because America loses its power to, and he mentions oil specifically, and he mentions Iran specifically, okay? So I guarantee you, there's more control and oversight coming to U.S. residents, and this will be demanded by the banks as well. The banks will have to follow this. If they want to wheel and deal with America, they're going to have to play by America's rules. Okay? It's just the way it is. Same thing with China. China is making the rules of cryptocurrency. That's just the way it is. So will you be able to put your money on a ledger or a wallet or whatever? My guess is... Yes, that will continue. For how long? I don't know. But it will continue if you are transferring those Bitcoin off of your licensed United States approved cryptocurrency exchange to your wallet and then back on. If you want to onboard it again, you go back on to that same licensed cryptocurrency exchange. That's my guess. Okay? Wallets will continue. All right. Now, I think maybe some total privacy coins could be attacked. That could happen. There could be legislation against those. Um, that's why I stick with the coins that are on Coinbase and Coinbase Pro. Because I don't want to get stuck with a bag of coins that are going to be blacklisted by the United States government because I live in the U.S. Right? Makes sense. So those are what I see coming. The worst case scenario I see coming, and I hope this doesn't happen, but the worst case scenario is that we follow China's lead (laughs) and you can't even own a Bitcoin. It, It can only be owned by the banks and the exchanges and you get a fake Bitcoin. Okay, It's like when they outlawed gold and everybody had to bring in their gold, I think it was in the 30s, Okay, Um, but that would be bad for the market, and I think, um, you know, that would would stagnate the price, and I think that the institutions and banks and 
investors that are already in cryptocurrency in the United States would not want that um, because really the retail is driving the price to a, to a large degree because the institutions are buying it very wisely so that they don't disrupt the price too much. You know, with all the Bitcoin that's been bought, the price should have gone up more probably, but they're buying it off the counter through different companies. And these companies are just slowly accumulating their Bitcoin from many, many sources, pulling it off of the the exchanges, pulling it from the miners, massing these amounts of cryptocurrency, and then selling it off counter, which means it's not on the exchanges, which is the exchanges is how we gather our price. That's how we know what the trading volume is and the capitalization can be calculated. Okay, it's very simple. You just divide the amount of circulated coins, not the total coins, but the circulating coins into the total market capitalization or the total amount of money that's in it, and that gives you the exact price of the coin. As the coin is traded on and off trading exchanges, that pushes the price up or down, and that increases or decreases the market capitalization, and everything correlates. It's like you can divide, I mean, you can multiply into a number and then divide it back out, you know. It's, it works both ways. You can work a math problem more than one way, so it works similar. So that's the worst case scenario, is that we would have to go to Fidelity, and we would have to invest in Grayscale or one of these funds, or we would have to buy um, the new Morgan, J.P. Morgan coin, or do something like that. Now, why do I think... Oh, and here's another bit of proof to, to prove that we're not going to be able to... Pro- we're probably going to get attacked on... We'll probably get regulated on certain cryptocurrencies that come out of certain countries. We probably won't even be able to use them. This is my proof for that, or my my matter of reasoning. So I bought a Japanese stock for a coffee, I just mentioned this the other day, called Lucky. It's supposed to be the equivalent to Starbucks. Um, I bought it, I think it was like $14 or something. And then as tensions grew between China and the U.S., now all the, their stocks have been frozen. So I still have the stock, but I can't really buy or sell or trade it. And the value has plummeted. It's dropped like 79 80%. Luckily, I only have a very few of those shares. Okay, so I didn't lose a ton of money, but, you know, it still hurts. I took a gamble, and um, there was actually a couple Chinese stocks that were very, very promising, and I just decided to put to just go ahead and try one as kind of a little side, um, side bet, I guess you could call it. And it didn't work out, okay? I think the same thing is very highly possible with these other cryptocurrencies. That's why I stay away from ones that are not listed on... Um, exchanges. So if you have an international fund in the stock market, in a mutual fund, and they have money in China, you'll still be able to buy and trade that because it's managed by a big company. But the individual stocks, no. So that's how I base that reasoning that it's going to be regulated like that. Okay? You want to invest in a company that invests in different cryptocurrencies? You're going to be fine. I don't see any threat to that at all. I don't see any threat to that at all. That is going to continue. 
cryptocurrencies will be able to be bought by institutions and the rich, but not by you as an individual. You are too stupid. You cannot be trusted. Um, that's just the way it works. Now, America treats people that way. America, government, when it comes to money and finance, there are advantages that are there for the very rich, and the rest of the people do not get to enjoy them. Okay? If you're not an accredited investor and you don't have like a million dollars in assets uh, and make uh, $250,000 a year, you are not going to be able to invest in all sorts of investment opportunities. You're restricted. You're too poor. You're too dumb. You don't get to make those choices. That's, that's how I read it. Okay? Maybe it's a little cynical, but that's how I read it. So, they're going to do the same thing with cryptocurrency. Just look at what's been done correlate it, I think you can see we're going to head toward a path of more regulation. At the very least, we're going to lose our DEXs and we're going to have to deal with um, regular exchanges. So I don't think they're going to come in and just clean everybody out. I'm not worried about that. But I would just suggest to you, as I always do, and I, I think I'm probably the only guy out there that has for almost four years now on YouTube and on these podcasts for almost, I'm going into my fourth year. I don't do YouTube videos anymore because I can't stand their, uh, you know, their book burners. They decide what you can and can't learn, what you can and can't read, if you, how you make a decision. Okay. So I do podcasts because they don't, they have not monitored me. They have not blocked me. Not that I say anything that controversial, you know, it's so stupid. But anyway, I've been saying all along, be safe, okay? I did a little gambling in the beginning. I, I tried some of these other companies, but as I learned more about cryptocurrency, I learned more about the laws, I know how governments work, generally speaking, you know, once you've been on the earth a few years and followed politics, you know how it goes, right? Okay, let's talk about some of the positive stuff, okay? We need a country that is not Iran, not China, not Russia, um, that is going to have its central banks accept Bitcoin, okay? Mongolia is working on that. India has rumored to do that. They are allowing their banks to do it, at least. Um, Singapore, they are working on that. They are allowing their banks to do that. So this is good. This is good. They... Um, are allowing cryptocurrency, okay? Now, there's a lot of little banks. Uh, at bank, banks.com, here are banks that have some form of dealing with cryptocurrency right now. Chime Bank in the United States, um, they are allowing, let's see, Chime is, let's see, the official statement from Chime is that Bitcoin purchases are not allowed with their Visa debit card. However, you can utilize the platform such as Paxful and user escrow system to move money to pay friends directly with your username, phone number, or email. So that is a little bit of uh, cryptocurrency on that. What did I just do? Darn, I had all these banks listed here. Okay, here we go. Banks that accept Bitcoin. Goldman Sachs. Revolut, Canada, it says the National Bank of Canada 
Could be. Simple Bank, United States. All right, eight more rows. Let me pull this up. This is that banks.com I was telling you about. Down at the bottom. We were on that, and then I lost the page. I apologize. There's a bank here in San Diego. I think it's called Silverado or Silverton. They're like, they have the biggest amount of cryptocurrency volume going in and out of their bank of any little bank, I think, in the United States. Wirex, United Kingdom. There it is. Alibank. Alibank is here. Um, you can easily link your bank account to Coinbase, buy coins with your debt card. Okay, so they're they're not outlawing it. Fidor Bank, it's in Germany. Change Bank in Estonia. WorldCore, Czech Republic. Banker, United Kingdom. USAA, United States. Goldman Sachs. Revolut, that's in United Kingdom, UK. National Bank of Canada. Simple Bank, okay. Other banks that... Do not explicitly ban or limit Bitcoin purchasing. Bank of America, Chase, Citigroup, Lloyds Bank, Halifax, UK, Bank of Scotland, MBNA, United Kingdom, Wells Fargo, Commonwealth Bank of Australia, Citibank, Capital One, Discover Bank, Virgin Bank, Visa, TD Bank, PNC Bank, Royal Bank of Canada, Toronto Dominica Bank, okay? So, those banks are going to be next. They're allowing you to buy and sell Bitcoin. Now, just a couple years ago, this may not, if you haven't been in Bitcoin for a while, you couldn't even get your credit card online to buy Bitcoin in a lot of cases. You couldn't even hook up your bank account or write a check or use your debit card to buy Bitcoin a couple years ago with most banks. With most banks. Now, Fidelity, of course, they're into Bitcoin now. Buying, selling, not directly, but through Grayscale. Um, they allow you to purchase it. I have had no problem with them since the very beginning. Okay? So, these banks will be onboarding. We have PayPal. We have Square, where cryptocurrency can be bought and sold on it. PayPal's just getting into it. They're doing the test, kind of their test net of it, where they're allowing people to start buying and selling Bitcoin. A few select people that they have that want to be uh, kind of the guinea pigs as they work out the bugs. So it'll be up and coming. I'm sure it'll be here within the next month or, or two or three. Could be sooner, could be later, that kind of answer. So we are going to continue to see cryptocurrency. If the American government decides to take a huge step forward in regulating, I think we will see a bump in the price. Okay, It's going to scare a lot of people. Scare a lot of people. Um, but not all. It's not going to affect most of us. Most of us are going through the more reputable exchanges. But I would say probably 20% of the Bitcoin activity, maybe more, is being done on DEXs and things like that. And I think that has a high risk of coming to an end. Maybe not. Maybe the monitoring that the United States government is doing with their super-powered computers that watches our every move, our every keystroke, maybe that's enough that they're like, we don't have to regulate it. We're fine. 
Maybe they'll just watch the transactions of the Bitcoin. That would be spectacular. If they could just do it the way they've been doing it, we're going to see a boom market. I think they're going to have to act quickly now that Iran has done this. So if they do act quickly and nervously and overstate, which can happen, and close down all these exchanges all at once, I think it's going to hurt us for a few months. For a few months. It's going to slow down everything that's happening for a few months. So with that in mind, um, you know, my plans really haven't changed. I'm still going to press forward with my purchasing of Bitcoin. Uh, I just bought $100 worth when it went down to 13,200 uh, 13, range. And it could drop more. And if it does, I'll buy another $100 worth. So, Because um, I think we're really headed for a big gain. I think uh, if the stock market stays stable and um, uh, American government doesn't change uh, too much, I think we're going to be doing quite well uh, coming ahead the next couple months into next year. So that's what I my guess I hope I uh, gave you some good information. I hope you're playing it safe. I hope you're uh, taking heed to some of the recommendations on just being safe, being compliant, making sure you track everything. And uh, I hope you can be profitable. I've been profitable just putting a few dollars in every month, 25 to to $100 typically. Every once in a while, a little bit more when I happen to have a little bit more in my pocket, you know get a, a refund check for something and sometimes go, hey, this is a great time to buy more Bitcoin or to buy an Ethereum. And uh, I've just been doing that for the few years and been through the ups and the downs and overall um, I'm ahead of the game. So you can do the same thing if you're patient and you're willing to put time into this and uh, you don't make big bets. You just put a little bit in here or there. It teaches you patience and you will eventually pay off on that um, from my experience so far. All right, guys, that's it. Over and out.